You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. religion we have so much religion and these things have built over time that people get satisfied with them the pharisees and the sadducees had centuries of religion so that when jesus came they could not think of dropping all that they had built over time to follow the real person that they were talking about And that's why Jesus will say to them, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have life. But you will not come to me. Because you see, coming to Jesus would overthrow all the things that they have mastered over time. There's nothing wrong with singing. God wants us to enter into his presence singing. Praise the Lord. But singing is not entering his presence. There is so much more to it. All those things are foundational. If you understand them, you will begin to enjoy this work. Because you see, we should transit into that place of personal relationship. The start point of my work with God cannot be the people. That's why when an altar call is made, it is made to you individually. You come and you say, I accept Jesus Christ as my what? Lord and Savior. It should be that from that moment, a personal relationship begins, starts between that person and Jesus Christ. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to this person. So his work is tailor-made for himself. And you see, initially you think religion is safer for you. But when you enter into a relationship, you're delivered. You come to the place where you can be comfortable being different. And if there is something that we have been trying to communicate to us here, is that place of being comfortable, being different. You know why? He says, those who worship me will worship me how? In spirit and in truth. It's you. It's what God is telling you. So you can come into a place and everybody's shouting. But at that point, God says, keep still and know that I'm God. Because you have a relationship with him, you're not moved by what everybody is doing. You're being moved by what the Spirit of God is asking you to do at that time. Praise the Lord. The trumpet, the sound that is going to take us to heaven, I don't think it's going to be heard by everybody the same way. Because the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise first. It means the dead will hear it first. And then we who are alive, the people who are in the natural, most of them won't hear. They'll just see people going. So there's that place where you start up with. You still have to get to where you know the God you're dealing with. It says, he that comes to God must believe that what? He is. Praise the Lord. That there is God. Some, when you're sure he is, then it helps that relationship. So even though you don't see him, you know he's there. And then you can now go back to where faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you're doing things and you're saying things and you're not doing things and you're not saying things because you know God is taking note, even though you don't see him. You're permitted to boast. Let's look at the scripture, Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. He says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. He said, but let him who glories, glory in this, that he does what? 
He understands and knows me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. He said, for in these I delight, says the Lord. But I think the more you know the Lord, the more humble you become. So it won't also be easy for you to, you know, to boast. There's a translation that says, let him that boast. I think maybe his message that uses that. But you see, God says, I delight in it when my people know me and are confident in the knowledge they have of me. And what does this knowledge do? It says it makes you know that the Lord is the one doing what? Exercising loving kindness. Judgment. Judgment means this is not the end of the matter. God will still intervene. Praise the Lord. This is not the way it's going to end. Righteousness in the earth. You know that God will act. God will show up. It helps you when you wait. It helps you. You know that this story cannot end this way. The faithful God, the righteous God is on the throne. Praise the Lord. He's seen all that is going on. You can be confident in the natural. There is order, isn't it? So the sun shines. The leaf picks up the sunlight. There is photosynthesis. You know, there is, you know, conversion of energy is stored. It moves like that. And that whole process goes on. The same way when a human being is born, you're eating food, you know, you're sleeping, you're moving. If a human being is born and the baby is kept on a bed and that baby is fed with food, but the baby doesn't move. After two years, you know, that baby won't be able to do anything. The, the bones will be soft. Everything about that baby will be wrong. Why? Even though the baby was being fed, but because there was no activity. So the Bible says we have need of what? Who does by reason of use have their senses one Exercise. Then it says through faith and patience. So there is a waiting, but there is an exercising. There are some things in the natural now. So you grow in the natural with the passage of time. So you eat, do basic things, and you grow. Now for the spiritual, how do you grow? How does one grow in the spiritual? You hear the word. That's like eating. So it says, uh, as newborn babes, what? Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So the milk of the word is my eating. But then he now asks the other one. He said, by reason of use. So there is the food feeding. There is the feeding of the milk. And there is, there is the exercising. So in the natural, by passage of time, eating and all of that, you grow. But do you know how you grow in the spiritual? You grow by obedience. So a Christian is as mature as the areas he has obeyed God in. So that's why you can see persons who have been born again for 40 years and they are like babes because they have not proven God. They have not obeyed God. They have not grown. Then you see someone who is born again for just two years and you, can, you have a conversation with him. You realize that this person is solid. What has happened is that he hears this, he obeys. He hears this, he obeys. And that obedience builds spiritual muscle and spiritual maturity. And the danger of that is that hearing can dull your senses, which is still part of the religion. So the average Christian today may have maybe 2,000% of knowledge, but 2% of obedience. And what that does is that in the real areas of life where you should now stand, you're not able to stand because you have not built up yourself. You can speak, you can analyze, you can point fingers, you can, you know, do this and all of that. But because you have not proven God, David said to Saul, he says, I cannot take your armor. Why? He says, I've not proven it. 
So I'm going to go with the sling stone and my catapult and the stone which I have used over time. What you have not practiced in the secret place, in the hidden place, you cannot do it in the office. What you have not practiced in the office, you cannot do it in the marketplace. You know, we say here that the miracles God is going to work with us is not miracle we have camera. It's going to be in your office. But for that to happen in your office, you must have had faith in your bedroom. You must have had that faith and exercise it in a private area. What those things do is that they build your capacity. They prepare you for what is happening outside. So an occasion comes, is a moment for you to prove God. And once you prove God, that knowledge can never be taken away from you. By stepping out, by making a statement, by proving, by exposing yourself sometimes, you just wait on God. So I know that God heals without Panadol without medicine because I have exposed myself to where whatever will happen, let it happen. I believe God and I've seen he does. So I'm not afraid of trying him in something bigger. And what happens is that as you continue to prove him like that, your faith begins to increase. And you know, most of the people Jesus healed, what did he say? Did he say, my power heals you? What is it? He said, be done to you according to your faith. So your healing is one area that your faith plays critical role so somebody might need to start with maybe allowing faith heal his hunger some of us can't fast because you think that if you don't eat you die if you see yourself die prove yourself in that area just know that your your body hallelujah like that say the yam gives you energy isn't it the word of god can also give you energy you prove that you're just going stronger. The point I want to bring out there is that the spiritual person grows not over time, not even over exposure to the word. He grows over obedience. You hear, you obey, and it's registered for you. It cannot be taken away from you. After some time, when you look back, you can speak like David, the God who delivered me from the paw of the bear. From the claws of the lion. He's going to deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. It can be taken away from you. But if he ran away from the lion, ran away from the bear, he's going to run away from Goliath. So many times as believers, God in his love for us and because of the destination he's taking us to, he permits things to come our way. And his hope and expectation is that you prove him in those little things. So you trust him, you, you, you know, you're defined, you express defined faith in this situation. And you see that it comes true. Then you say to yourself, this thing is working. How many of us have made that statement to ourselves, not to somebody? This thing is working. What that does is it emboldens you. It increases your knowledge of God. It's encounter-based. So tomorrow is not a sermon that did that for you. It's that you heard the sermon and went and obeyed. Like our Lord Jesus Christ says, the wise man is the one who heard the word and did one, and practiced it, and put it in action. Because this religious thing is so easy, you know, to think some person is religious, those people are religious, that person is religious, whereas you might be the chief, you know, religion officer. Praise God. The only way you can be sure that is not you, that we are not that person, is obedience. Obedience is for the Christian is when the rubber hits the road. Every other thing, no matter the way the preacher vibrates, no matter how many scriptures you quote, and that obedience, praise the Lord, that obedience does not have to come, it doesn't have to come in an eschatological manner, you know, where they ask a question in church. No, it can just be a simple area of 
a domestic situation. And you just have to act like someone who knows God is. One of the things I love about our dad is that when he teaches you spiritual principles, he brings it down to what you experienced yesterday and to what you experienced tomorrow. You know, I can come here and every time I teach you, I tell you that you now pull down the the demon of Benue, that you were kicking out the demon of uh, Zamfara. When you finish, you can finish slapping your wife and continue kicking out the demon of Zamfara. You're a spiritual giant. You're dealing with the principalities in heavenly place, but you have not dealt with principality in your bedroom. Praise the Lord, somebody. So these are things that help us because it is going to come down. Look at our Lord Jesus Christ. The temptation they tempted our Lord Jesus Christ with, what was it? Were they dealing with some cosmic activities? He was hungry. Basic. He said, command that these stones become bread. Basic. The lust of the flesh. You're hungry. You're right. And then he looked at it. Heaven said, no, this is not what you should do. You're hungry or to eat, but you shouldn't be led by Satan. He shouldn't be the one advising you what to do. So it's a genuine desire. So I have a genuine desire. And then the enemy says, this is what you should do. And I look around and there are grounds, there are bases for me to act in this manner. But I know, I, hear, I get a witness from the Spirit of God. This is not what you should do. Now, if I hearken to the voice of the Spirit, then what is going to happen is that after some time, maybe a day, maybe a few hours, maybe a few moments, I'm going to look back and see that I'm better off not having to, you know, have yielded to my flesh, okay, at that moment. And what that does is that it tells me that I'm going higher. So the place I want us to look at briefly and then we'll pray is where it said that man has been trying to fly. Man tried to fly for a long time before finally uh, gravity was, is it discovered or was noticed? It had always been there. And what that did for me was that I began to saw the spiritual side by side with the natural. Okay, now, gravity is simply a discovery of a natural phenomenon. So, it's something that has always been there. Before Isaac Newton discovered it, it was there. So like they say, uh, uh, Mungo Park discovered River Niger. What were the people there using before when he came, you know? <laughs> so he named it. Okay, but gravity now. So all the while, it was operating. But a man took note of it. And maybe I should use respected it. Now, there are physical laws. And by the study of physical laws and respect for those physical laws and manipulation not uh, disobeying of those laws, you can overcome them, achieve what you want. So that's how man is able to fly. So man is able to overcome that law, still taking note of it. You know, the, uh, the plane still uses gravity at the point, okay? So now, in the spiritual also, what is the equivalent? Come with me to Ephesians uh, chapter 2. I'll read verse 1. Where I'm going to is verse 3, but uh, let's read from verse 1 to 3. It says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walks in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3 says, Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we are by nature children of wrath, just as others. Can we read that from message, any other simpler translation, just verse 3? 
Okay, now, this is what message says. Say, we all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing. When we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. Let's see another translation. Maybe the, the Living Bible. And uh, It says, in the past, all of us lived like that. Trying to please our sinful selves. We did all the things our bodies and minds wanted. What I want to pick from here is this. Spiritually now, when you get born again, what has happened is that your natural life is replaced, okay? There's a new bed that comes in. You become a child of God. We're given the right to become children of God. Your natural life had or has its propensities. There are things that your body wants to do. I mentioned fasting now. Your body wants to eat, especially when you don't want to, when you want to fast. How many of us have realized that? Hunger graduates when there is fasting. And hunger also graduates when you're trying to lose weight. So the body is in a form like that mango that falls off. If you leave it, it's going to go in a particular direction. The natural person. There are natural ways. So you look for my trouble. What should I do? I slap you. I fight you. You insult me. I give you double. That's the natural reaction. Okay? Now, for man to fly physically, man had to overcome what? Gravity. For you and I as spiritual beings now, to walk in the spirit, we have to put to death the pull of the flesh. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You see, you can't be spiritual if you're still doing what you feel like doing and that's where a lot of us are still that's where we still are why are you doing this i feel like doing it you have not started the spiritual man does what the spirit wants him to do no longer what the natural law not gravity gravity says if i leave you here you fall down but by reason of scientific application we can get the plane to float am i right the same way now, by reason of my spiritual bed, your spiritual bed, we can rise beyond our natural feelings. So we are no longer doing what we feel like. We are doing what we are to do as saints, as children of God, as children of light. We are no longer darkness. That's why I had us read that passage. If we go down from verse 4, it says, 5 says, even when we are dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ and raised us up verse 6 talks about a raising we are raised beyond our natural passions so the born again christian has countered the spiritual gravity or the natural gravity he's now functioning at a level that is unexplainable we called it here you're no longer natural so you expected to respond like this because that's what happens when we leave any object, it will subject itself. It will be subject to law of gravity. But because of the spirit at work in you, when they leave you like this, you don't fall. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's where we begin to operate from. So you look like at a man like David, and you see what begins to happen in his life. How do you explain that Saul left his throne and is pursuing a little boy in the, in the desert? And then the little boy finds him and can strike with one strike and kill Saul. And he doesn't kill him. How do you explain that? Self-defense is a right that is given to every living thing. He doesn't kill him. <laughs> do you know another one I realized lately? I don't know how that is possible, but it's just so amazing. Do you know Eliab? Eliab is, the, is David's oldest brother. David didn't tell Eliab that he killed lion and bear. You know how I know? You cannot tell a man, a boy, who has killed lion and bear. What are you looking for in the war front? 
He said, go home and take care of those little sheep. So it meant that David killed lion, was humble enough, and was still living like this. If I kill lion, hey, Obuago. Do you understand? The brother said to him, what are you looking for, you little uh, uh, rat or whatever you call Go back and take care of those few little sheep, few, that little flock they gave you. You can't talk to anybody who killed lion like that. So what was it about him? That's why he's called the man after what? God's heart. He had overcome the law of gravity. He functioned where natural men can function. A man kills his enemy and comes and says, this is how I killed so." He says, this is how you killed him, man. You were not afraid to touch the Lord. So you see that he was possessed with the agenda of heaven. And that's what this relationship will bring us. Religion will keep us at the level where everybody looking at us will understand what you're doing. It's explainable. You know, this is happening here. This is going to happen here. That's what you're going to do. But when you get into relationship, you'll be a wonder. Even to yourself. You just confound people. Because you're no longer the natural laws. Okay, if you, if you take this one, you make, uh, if you do this, you make 5 million. If you do this, you make only 500,000. And you can do both. And you do the one that you're making 500,000. Somebody say, are you crazy? No, you're not crazy. The natural man will take this. But you look like we learned. If I take this one, the Lord will not be glorified. It may not be seen. If I go this way and I make, you know, 500,000, 10% of what I should have made from here. I will not make so much money, but I'll make so much glory for my God. And then you go this path. And people are wondering, what's wrong with you? You're no longer subject to the natural laws. You have begun to overcome them. It is at that point then that when you say to devils, come out, they will say, Jesus we know, Paul we know, even this I made, he has not been behaving like men. Let's better pack and go. But if every time you're operating with the Lord that they know, and you come and speak, is it not this one that when they were fasting, he made pound there my age, and say, I go kill myself. When the wife provoked him, he slapped him. When this one happened, he did. Who are you to command? You're normal. Do you understand? But, but when you begin to operate at this law, principalities and powers will start taking note. This man is seated above us. Isn't that where we should be? We're in Christ. Far above principalities and powers. In what circumstance? Is it when only it benefits us? No. At all times. Okay, let, let me have that bottle of water. Thank you. If the plastic that this object is, you know, this bottle is made with has certain properties, it cannot decide when to claim those properties and when to disallow. That's what I'm trying to say. So if you want to be spiritual, you can't decide when. It's not when we call prayer that you know you have authority over demons. Then when prayer is over and the brother is talking to you, you must also be able to exercise that restraint and that power and that authority. We don't switch it on and switch it off. That's part of religion. Religion switches it on. So you see somebody, when it's time to pray, Then in the night, something happens. Is, You're wondering, you were roaring like a lion. Why didn't you get up and say, who is there? You understand? The thing was put on. He has taken it off when he left church. But when it's relationship, you can't help it. Anywhere you are, you're just the same. You bring it out the same way. It's your property. 
Do you understand? That's who you are. That's integrity. That's another way to look at it. So if, if I'm a child of God, the way I respond, whether it will cost me, whether I will benefit, whether I'm afraid, whether I'm not afraid, whether I'm dealing with those superior to me, whether I'm dealing with those junior to me, is the same. Because God doesn't travel. You know that scripture that says, um, Mark 11, 21, 22, 23, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt what he says, shall have what he says. Now, when you look at that scripture, do you know that scripture is not necessarily talking about prayer? It says what you say. Let's look at it. For shortly I say to you, let's go back to have faith in God. 22 says, and Jesus answered and said to them, what? Have faith in God. This is talking about have a relationship. He's talking about where we started from. Believe that God is. Okay? Then he now went on to expatiate on it. So he says, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Go down. Go to 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, you have them. 25. And whenever I stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven must also forgive your trespasses. 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive you. Okay, going back to what, you know, when you say to this man. If I kneel down, praise God, and I pray and I say, Lord, or maybe I'm not saying, Lord, I decree this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea. I believe it. I receive it. And I get up from my prayer. And I enter into a conversation with my colleague in the office. And my colleague in the office says, that mountain, eh, he cannot move. Oh. That mountain is gege. I say, yes, so this Nigeria, eh, mm, no way for Nigeria. I say, yes, so Nigeria is finished. Now, do you think in heaven, the angels that are marking will say, when you were praying, you commanded the mountain to move. I give it 100 points. In your conversation with your colleague, you say the mountain cannot move. I give you one point. We ignore what you say. You think that's what the angel is going to say? No. Spiritually, whether you nail down saying it or you said it in a conversation, they carry the same weight because you said it. You are spirit. Is someone getting what I'm saying? That's why you must come into the place of... You see, you, this thing is internal. I wish there's a better way I can explain. It's in, you have to believe it. You have to convince yourself. That one is very difficult. How many of us agree that that's the most difficult part? The prayer part is not difficult because you're talking to God. You tell God, Dude, ah, Lord, I believe today, today. That's why if you hear me anytime I'm speaking with people, I announce because I want it to be that what I said in prayer. The psalmist said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be what? Let them be one before you. The unbeliever is saying the same thing everywhere. The wicked are saying the same thing everywhere. But we, the believers, when we are in, together like this, our faith is strong. We decree, we issue, we do all of that. When we step out, we say, ah, whatever we say is what we are saying. There is no quotation mark that closes your, the ones you say in prayer and then continues the others as common sentence. No parenthesis. I finished praying. Nigeria shall be delivered. In conversation, no hope. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The devil doesn't lie to God. When he comes to God, he says, Father, he said they prayed. But look at what they're saying. And the Bible says it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. That's where the work is. You must fill your heart. You see, the whole thing is together. You must fill your heart with the knowledge of God. Develop your confidence in the awesomeness of God. So that even in your dream, if you dream where you acted like God was weak, when you get up, you're angry. 
Praise the Lord. How, how many of us here fought because somebody insulted our mother in primary school? It didn't matter how big the person was. My mother, do you understand? You have to get to where you know God, to that place where it is personal. It's not let us rise up and worship God. You're worshiping God because he is. If everybody around you doesn't know, you know. If nobody fears him, you fear him. If nobody wants to go, you go, you want to go. Why? Because you know him. At that point, I'm telling you, your speech, your attitude, your countenance, everything will become one. You exit religion. So if we're doing the same thing, it's only coincidental. It's not that we're repeating a road. Now say after me. That's why I don't take you in prayer. Say after me. Say after me. You're saying after me, but you're thinking after another place. So most times I say, okay, now talk to God yourself. So if you, whatever I want to say to you, you want to say to him, the rice is burning, oh, pastor, hurry up. You tell the Lord, he can answer that and we'll close up and you go and bring out the rice from the pot. Not I'll be here saying so after me and you have left me, you're, you're in Mabushi. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So this thing is, is doable. It's systematic. And this knowledge of God is fundamental. You don't do it for anybody. Someone can do it for you. You can do it for some person. These are the basic things. In the natural, no matter how I love you, I cannot take Panadol for you. No matter how I love you, I cannot go and use the bathroom. You're pressed. Okay, wait, let me go and use for you. Then I come myself, I've used the bathroom. Let's continue. Can anybody do that? No, nobody can eat for you. That's how it is naturally. What more spiritually? In this thing, you have to grow by yourself. You have to discover God by yourself. Because the enemy that we have before us, the calling, the assignment that is on you, is you. Praise the Lord, is you. There is a corporate dimension. When I come with me, what I have, you come with what you have, we come with what we have, then it brings an explosion. But every man must know God for himself. Jesus came to die for the sinner. Every call is one-on-one. The relationship is built one-on-one. And you develop at your pace. That's why also you can't put pressure on anybody. Everybody is growing at their pace from their direction. Some persons are encountering God and is in this other area. Maybe their finances. Another person is in their health. Another person is in their relationships. Another person is, you know, just spiritual manifestation. He's hearing God, having dreams and visions and all of that. Every way, but you're growing. You're coming to the knowledge, the fullness of the knowledge of the stature of God. To the point where you know. That God is. Praise the Lord. To the point where natural things don't pull you down. Gravity has no pull on you again. That's what I'm, for me, that's for me. Where gravity, we overcome it. It should fall. But by reason of technology, we have made it that this thing doesn't fall again. That's what happens to spiritual people. So it should be like this. Like the case of Paul the Apostle. What happened to him at the island? The people in the village said, anybody... That this viper, you know, uh, is it bites or sting? Which one? Bites. Viper bites. Scorpion stings. I'm learning. Anybody that this viper fastens itself, that's what the Bible says, onto, the person dies in a matter of seconds. Isn't it? That's natural law. But when Paul sat down, he had been operating over natural laws. So they have canceled effect of natural things on him. That's why Lord Jesus Christ says, if you believe in me, even if you drink any deadly thing, COVID, it will not work. They call it this one, it will not work. Why? You have gone higher. Let's rise on our feet. Somebody's going higher today. 
You see, when you understand this, you see, it's not for the pastor I'm growing. It's not for my father. It's not for my mother. I'm going higher so that I overcome natural laws. They say anybody that does it, that passes here, this thing will happen. No. He said, nobody can come and talk to this man like that. You come and talk to the same man everybody's afraid. And the man is shaking before you. And they're asking, what did you do? You didn't do anything. You have just been going higher. That the natural laws are no longer operating on you. I want you to go to the Lord and say to him, that place you want to take me to, I want to go there. Take me higher. Let me lose the strings that hold me. Let me lose the weight that is holding me. The Bible says, let us run this race. Let me go higher. For somebody here, you've been born again, and to you, you're wondering, is this all that there is? There's a place, there's a place, the same way man can fly now. Man can go to the moon now by overcoming natural laws. There are natural weights that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're equipped to overcome, and you begin to experience divine things. That work, you know, is a level, but you have to keep going over overcoming natural laws overcoming gravity overcoming drag overcoming resistance praise the lord where you and the spirit of god are one where there's a sensitivity you've been listening to a message by pastor Ike Naokeke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.